Uh, for those of you who are here with us and maybe you're new, uh, this is a unique Sunday for us. And so if this is your first time checking us out today, oh, bye, beautiful. Have a phenomenal morning. Uh, this is our Vision Sunday. We do this one time a year, and so things are going to be just a skosh different, actually quite a bit different, uh, because generally during this time we would uh, move towards uh, a message this morning, and this morning is going to be a little bit different than that. We also would normally do something called family time where we take three to five minutes to say hi to some of the folks around us. We were going to skip that entirely. I just can't do it because it's such a core part of who we are. And so we're going to do a modified family time because we believe the church is a family. This is an opportunity for you to grab some coffee really quick, an opportunity to say hi to some of the folks around you. Uh, and uh, so we're going to give you two minutes this morning, not five. We're going to give you two minutes this morning to say hi to some of the folks around you. And then we will be back up here along with the rest of our elders and our wives uh, to walk through the morning together. So take two minutes and we'll be back in just a few moments. Man, I, I, I love what the Lord is already doing this morning. I love seeing everybody together. Also love Casey and the team. Thanks for leading us so far this morning. What a great start to the morning. I uh, love that we come together to worship and glorify Jesus together. Uh, so today, like I said, is going to be quite different. We're going to be working through uh, what we believe God is calling us towards in 2020, as well as looking back on 2019. Uh, and so today's going to be a good day to write things down. Uh, I met some friends already this morning who are new. If this is your first time here, we're so glad you're here. This is a great morning to get to hear and see who we're like. The main thing that is different is that we're not working our way through one piece of scripture this morning and having a formal sermon uh, but sermons are not what make churches. Uh, it's God's people centered around Jesus Christ. And, and so as we were getting ready to uh, start our time today, uh, I, I, I was led to a couple verses. The first one is in John 6. This is after Jesus has given one of his hardest sermons. Uh, it's one where he says some really weird and confusing things, like if you want to follow me, you've got to eat my flesh and drink my blood, which many people freaked out about. But really what Jesus is highlighting is that following him isn't always easy, uh, that there are challenges and that it does come at a cost. And he's talking to his disciples afterward. And he said to the 12, he says, do you want to go away as well? Because everybody that Jesus just talked to left him. And he says, do you want to go away as well? And Simon Peter answered him and he said, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life, and we have believed and come to know that you are the Holy One of God. And this morning, I want to start there because this church exists because of Jesus and Jesus alone. He is the center. He is the Savior of the world. He is the promised one, and we exist and are here today because Jesus, we believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. And following Jesus in a day and age like today can seem easy, uh, but the reality is that to follow him the way that Jesus asks us to follow him is quite challenging, especially in our day and time. And as a church family, we are wanting together to grow as disciples of Jesus and eagerly follow after him together. 
The second passage that came up, uh, this actually has been stirring for a while, and then last, this last week our staff and some of our elders were praying together, and this came out while we were praying, and um, I thought it was a, a great framework to kind of get us started this morning, and this is out of Psalm 1, and this is something that I'd encourage you even at the start this year, come back to regularly. We're going to look at the first four verses, and it says this. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law or in the scriptures of the Lord. And on his law, on his scriptures, he meditates day and night. And I love this. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season and its leaf does not wither, and in all that he does, he prospers. And this year, we, as a church, want to continue to grow that picture of a tree by streams of living water is a promise that is for Jesus' followers as well. And so we wanted to start there in the word to make sure that we have a foundation upon Jesus uh, and also have a little bit of uh, things to grab onto as we walk through our vision uh, time this morning. And so but as we begin to kind of move forward, you're going to hear from uh, all of our elders and, and our wives as well this morning. Um, but like I said, if you don't have something to take notes already, there's these baskets on the side. They have Most of them will have info cards in them or some uh, um, little notepads or not notepads, note cards uh, that you can take notes on. Uh, it will be really helpful uh, to take notes this morning. Also, if you don't have the app, uh, we don't want you engaging with the app like crazy this morning, but we do have an, an app that will have a lot of this information on it. Uh, we purposely didn't want to get a lot of stuff in front of you this morning because we wanted to engage together. So uh, feel free to take some notes. There'll be some slides that come up as well, and I'm going to invite Keely up to share for a couple moments. Hello. Uh, I am Keely, and we just want to take a minute to introduce all of our elders and the wives up here. We know especially with two gatherings, you might hear names, but not necessarily get to see the names and the faces together. Uh, I also wanted to explain why the wives are up here. We are present and involved in most of the meetings and conversations that go on with the elders for the church. And so even though we do see that the title of elder falls on the man, we do really feel that this is a call for our entire families. So it's a heavy weight that's carried by the elders and the wives and the families, so we want you to know us as much as we want you to know our elders. So over here we have Brian and Emily Yee, and then Kevin, and I'm Keely, and this is Alex and Tiffany Baker, and then Greg and Kathleen Bocock. And now Brian's going to come up and share with you next. It was not even turned on, I think. <laughs> sorry, that was really mean. I'm sorry. <laughs> sometimes we've accidentally and casually, and uh, sometimes we also throw, on, throw around the language, the anthem way, and that's something that, as an elder team, we're actually trying to eliminate from our language because our desire 
as we cast a vision, our desire as we make decisions and step forward together is that we're stepping forward based on our conviction by the Holy Spirit that is also rooted deeply in our understanding of the scriptures of how God calls us to live one another, amongst one another, but also in our communities and in the world. And so you have probably heard these before, but since its inception, Anthem's core values are that we are to be gospel-centered, dependent on the Holy Spirit, on mission, reproducing, generous, and practicing church as a family. And if you'd like to learn more about this, as also our history, and also where we think God is leading us and how to get further plugged in, we're going to be doing intro to membership in a couple of weeks, March 22nd. Encourage you, if you are new or newish, it's a great place to check out uh, what this is all about and to ask the question, is God calling you to engage deeper as we follow after God together? That's on the app as that Kevin just uh, mentioned. And there's also welcome lunches every fourth Sunday. So we encourage you, plug into those if you haven't had a chance yet. But getting back to this, when we say that these are Anthem's core values, the reality is we mean that these are what we believe are the callings on the church based on our understanding of scripture. And over the past few weeks, we've used an image that hopefully is beginning to stick in your minds. If we get that on the screen, it's a triangle. It is the up, the in, the out. We've called this the healthy church paradigm. And there are some messages on the podcast we encourage you to dig into if you, were, if you missed a couple of those. But as we get started this morning, we think it's helpful to put that picture back up in front of us as it's helpful in thinking about where we believe God is leading us to press into deeper in 2020. And when we say pressing deeper, something important to remember about this is as we press into one of these areas a little bit more, that doesn't mean that we're going to forsake or stop doing one of those. We've got a toddler right now, and if she's not eating her vegetables, it doesn't mean that we say stop the dairy, stop the protein, we're going to just vegetables. But we're saying, hey, maybe, Natalie, you've been skipping the vegetables. We should think about that a little bit more. And I use that analogy. It's a little bit silly, um, but it's, it's helpful for us as we think about where we are at as individuals, but then also as a church. Kevin challenged us last week specifically saying that oftentimes it's easy for us as believers or as the church to pick a couple of these, almost as if this is a buffet. We get to pick the ones that are either comfortable to us or come easy to us. But the reality is that the up, the in, and the out are actually mandates on the believer, for the believer, and for the church. And so our desire is to grow in our understanding of God's word, to be shaped by his transforming love for us, and to grow in reliance on the Holy Spirit as we practice the one another's in community. That's something that we know Anthem Camarillo has been known for quite well over the past few years. We've often heard from folks that they feel a great sense of community here. We are so excited and thrilled by that. But it was also really encouraging for me personally last week when Kevin opened it up for some sharing to ask us, where do we often feel like we're pressing into and possibly missing out on? And for someone to raise their hand and say, we feel like the up and the in are our strengths, but we feel like the out is sometimes missing. That actually resonated quite a bit with the elder team and the staff as we've been talking. And the key thing is, once again, we're not saying that we're going to forsake the other two and press straightly into out. As we've been asking God where we believe he is calling us in 2020 to dig deeper into, Matthew 22 continued to come to our mind. As Jesus is responding to a group of people, he says, the greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God with your heart, soul, and mind. And the second is to love your neighbor as yourself. An element of up, an element of out. And so that's something that we've been asking ourselves. We're not going to reteach the entire series. I encourage you, and if you weren't here over the past few weeks, you know, jump on the podcast, jump into a community group, ask someone what they got from it, practice that in community, the in. But as we 
work through our vision this morning, you're going to hear elements of what does it look like for us to grow in our up, and what does it look like for us to grow in our out. And so keep this framework in mind, the up, the in, the out. As you listen to us today, you're going to hear us calling out about it, and you're going to hear a little bit about how um, God revealed our need to grow in our out as the Baileys share a little bit about the sabbatical. So I'll hand it over to Kevin for that. Um, really quickly, we've got this time thing in the back, and it's pretty much exclusively for me because I break time stamps all the time. Um, but if you are new or newish, or sometimes we need this reminder that um, as a church, we do believe that God has, has from the beginning, from its inception, has, has given elders to the church as fathers and, and mothers to help carry the burden. And uh, this elder team has been going for, uh, what are we, three years in now? Is that right? Three years? <laughs> I can't remember. I've lost. Um, but I just I know this is a little bit silly, but in Romans we're called to outdo one another in showing honor to each other. Uh, and I just publicly in front of everybody else, I just want to say thank you to this team. Um, you guys have made such a huge impact on our lives, uh, personally, for Keely and I, this was, it's been amazing and incredibly difficult to lead this church, um, not like you guys are all the problem, it's probably just me, um, but as God brought forward this amazing team to help shoulder the burden and lead together, it's been amazing, and I want you guys to know that this team loves you, like, they first love Jesus, but they love you, and they pray for you, and they seek God's face on your behalf. And so I just want to take a moment and say, guys, I, I love you, and I'm so thankful for you. And I wanted you, church family, to know that these are an amazing group of people. Hopefully you already know that, uh, but I wanted to take a moment before we went any further because it's important. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I, we, can, we can applaud that. If you don't know any of these folks who are up here very well, they are. They would love to get more time with you, um, but I'm sure a handful of you guys do. But because we have two gatherings, there's times where we just don't see each other as much as we'd like. Uh, so make sure to get to know them a little bit. Brian talked about uh, how we went on sabbatical, uh, and that also is part of the thanks because of this team is how we were able to go on sabbatical in the first place. Uh, thankfully, um, uh, God put it in our leadership's heart to create a rhythm and kind of a mandate for our lead pastors to get away every seven years for a three-month sabbatical. And Keely and I this year, we got to go on that sabbatical after nine years in, uh, and it was a huge blessing to our family. But it came at a huge cost to our church uh, and from a, from a financial standpoint. Uh, but what's been amazing is that while we were on sabbatical, I kept telling our team, I said, you guys... I firmly believe our church is going to grow while we're gone. Uh, and uh, that was uh, a faith move for sure. And I, we were hoping that would be true while we were uh, gone. But no joke, our church grew by leaps and bounds while we were gone. And it was amazing to see that this church isn't built around Keely and I. It's centered on Jesus. And so us being gone for three months was a great litmus test. To see, okay, is this just built around a personality, which if you guys have been around for a while, my personality is not that great anyway. Um, so uh, that's been amazing. But I want to move into uh, the, what the Lord laid on our hearts for our sabbatical. Uh, there were two main spaces that we felt like the Lord 
uh, really put on both Keely and I for our family personally. Um, but we also believe the church is a family like we've talked about. And oftentimes, if the Lord's laying things upon our family, there's a good chance that he might be laying this on the church family as well. And so while we were on sabbatical praying and uh, reading and engaging with scripture, uh, one of the things that first came up to us was that God was really hounding us in this area of hurry, uh, this reality that uh, we spent so much of the last nine years and probably further, the two words that we used to describe, and granted, we do have four kids, uh, but the two words that we used the most to describe our life and what was going on was, anybody want to take a guess at the first one? Well, was it Busy. And tired. <laughs> Busy and tired were the two words that we just kept coming back to over and over and over again. And when we wrestle with scripture, there's these pictures in John 10 and John 11. And uh, John 10 is this, uh, this picture of having life abundant, overflowing. And then John 11 is this picture of coming to Jesus and wearing the yoke that he has alongside of him. And that would be easy and there would be rest for our souls. And so the Lord actually for years and years has been laying on our heart this idea that if those are the two words that describe our state of life the most, something is probably out of whack. And part of getting the chance to really not run from this was to be on sabbatical where we were in a little house in Montana and we had nothing to do. And all of a sudden our kids were bored for the first time. People ask me, what's one of your favorite things you did? I, I tell them, my kids like fought over who got to play with a magnifying glass. <laughs> like they, they were burning stuff in the backyard. <laughs> and you're like, why was that one of your favorite parts? Because my kids were being kids. They were bored. They were exploring. They were using their imagination. They were not hurried. And they were able to enjoy one another, they were able to enjoy creation, uh, and uh, and again, that was a unique opportunity. It's like you're in Montana, you have the opportunity to be less busy for sure. But we came back knowing that busyness isn't, um, it's not a place to be content. It's not a place for us just to succumb to. It's something for us to battle. We came to a realization that hurry, was something that really got in the way, not just of, um, you know, enjoying life, but it really got in the way of engaging with God and his word. Soon, if we're in a hurried state, I'm reading this to hit a check mark, not to engage with God. I realized that if my children got up before me, which still is a very real struggle, my parenting got exponentially worse because I was hurried, I was playing catch up for the rest of the day. I realized that engaging with my neighbors as I'm just peeling away to get here or to take my kids to sports or whatever it might be, and I never have a moment to stop, say, how are you? Hurry has a way, and Dallas Willard talks about this as being the greatest enemy to all spiritual growth. And so as a church family, this has been something as we came back and we talked with our elders that, well, this isn't just something for your family. This is something for our church family. 
that we need to actively take steps in combating hurry together. And one of the things we want to do this morning is make sure that we don't just talk about neat ideas without attaching some sort of practice or saying, hey, there's some flesh to this. And so this year as a church, one of the things that we are going to be doing to actively grow in combating hurry is we are going to actually do something we've never done before, and it might freak some of you out, but as a church, we're going to do a 40-day electronic fast. 40 days. 40 days electronic fasting. There's going to be lots of stuff to come from this, but last week when we were talking about the out, one of the things in which people, our biggest obstacle to engaging out was that people said that we were too busy. And one of the things that we said was that Sometimes that busyness is actual, and sometimes that busyness is actually self-imposed. And we have got infinity in our pocket that will suck up any moment that you have. And so there's going to be a lot of information coming out about this fast. Don't, don't freak out if, you know, you have to use a computer and electronics for your work. We're not saying stop all that. <coughs> but what we are saying is that we on purpose, want to take an intentional pause. When talking about fasting, when we, when we talk about fasting from food, the idea is we fast from food so that we can feast on God. And our goal with the fast on the electronic side is one, to recognize potentially, maybe we love this more than we think we do, but two, to take advantage and say, oh my gosh, am I actually super busy? Or do I actually, am I self-imposed busy? And is there more time to engage with God, with my neighbor, with my family than I possibly could imagine? It's just I let this world suck up all that I have. And so there's going to be a lot more information coming out. We're going to try and give a guide to help do this well, and we're going to work on that together. But just so you know, this is coming up rather quickly. So uh, we're sharing this with you soon to when it's happening, so it's like we're not going to, I don't know if you guys ever have really good ideas, and then you let the busyness of life come alongside, and then you just don't do anything. We want to make sure that doesn't happen, so this fast is going to start on February 26th. Yes, February 26th, and if you are a church calendar person, this is in line with Lent, so we're going to take the 40 days leading up to Easter to fast from electronics, specifically on the personal and solo side of things, uh, social media, Facebook, uh, even things like Netflix. As soon as I said electronic, you guys were probably like, I hope he doesn't say this piece of electronics. That's the thing you need to fast from. Um, <clears throat> okay, so that is coming up, and our goal is to do that together, and we will break fast together, and we're going to discuss what was that like because it's going to be different from all of it, for all of us. And if you have not done a fast before, we invite you, take the risk. I guarantee, I promise you, I promise you, I promise you, you will never regret it. You will, I mean, hate it for parts of the time through. Especially if you're one of those dads who escapes to the restroom for like 45 minutes. You're like, what am I going to do? Your wife will be like, be a husband. Um, uh, okay. But we all have that space. Does that, sound, does that sound good to you guys? It may not sound good, but you guys in? Yeah? Let's do it. So we want to grow in eliminating hurry. We also talked about in the last couple weeks that if there's something wrong with the out, if we're to diagnose that, that means that there's probably something wrong with our up 
or our in. And as our elder team, one of the things that we recognize as we're looking at our church family is that on Sundays we come and we worship Jesus together. There's this vertical upward relationship thing that's happening really, really well. And God is moving, and we are so thankful for that. But we also believe that potentially one of the challenging pieces to why maybe our out might be a little anemic right now is because there might be some missing pieces in our personal upward relationship and connection with Jesus. And so we want to challenge our church family just as we're combating hurry and as we are wanting to grow in our out to look back and say, hey, we want to also intentionally make space for the personal growth and discipleship unto Jesus. So this is one in which we are asking you in your personal space where nobody else is controlling any of your time that you this year would make an extra intention about engaging with God in his word. We have a community group, excuse me, we have a community Bible reading available on our app, but we want to become people who are more and more familiar with who our God is, and we learn that through his word, and so we want to invite you this year to personally be take an extra step wherever you're at. Take one more step forward in your discipleship to Jesus, and we want to challenge you specifically to engage with God in his word uh, through the CBR Bible reading, and that will make its way in and through our church in a very real way. Okay, so you've heard us talk already with the triangle. One of the things that we need to grow in is our out. And uh, this morning we get the opportunity to, to press into that a little bit more. And over the years, Vinny, uh, he's here. This is Vinny. He's a good friend. He's been with Anthem for a long time. And Vinny is a uh, faithful friend. He's often one of the guys that's behind the scenes who does a lot of amazing work. But one thing you may not know about Vinny, and he probably doesn't want me to tell you, is that Vinny spends a lot of time with Jesus. And Vinny spends a lot of time praying for you, praying for our church, praying for our community. And uh, over the years, Vinny shared a number of things that sound like, man, God has been tuning his ear Vinny's ear to hear his voice. And so uh, we walked through this in 1 Corinthians a while back about what we believe about the gifts. And we do believe that prophecy is for today, uh, especially in the space of encouragement, uh, nourishment, and uh, consolation. And so this is for, that's from 1 Corinthians 12, 3 and 4. But a few months back, Vinny sent a very humble email to our elder team that shared some of the things that God had put on his heart for our church family. And so I'm going to ask uh, Alex and Tiffany to actually walk us through some of the things that Vinny has shared. And we want to share them with you this morning, not because we think that Vinny's words are inerrant by any means, but we believe that, that God, yes, might have given Vinny a picture of some things that might be helpful for us as we want to grow in our out this morning. Great. So uh, Vinny shared two different pictures with us. And so I'm going to read the first one right now. The first picture I got relates to our communities. The picture was of a small group of people in a sauna sweating it out together. In particular, I saw the exposed backs of one of the people present with some black letters changing between different sins, pride, lust, greed, etc., streaming out of this person's pores. This is how God views our community groups and DNA groups. We come together and hold one another accountable to become more sanctified by helping one another put off sin. God is encouraged by this intentionality. Um, and so we totally agree with that picture, um, and we know that we are called to be in community with one another and have authentic relationships that move us towards repentance. Um, 
And in regards to the up in and out triangle, this represents the in, which we know is already a strength for us as a church. Um, but we want to make sure that that in helps us press into the up and the out, which leads us to the second picture. Right on. Yeah, Vinny's second picture uh, it starts, the next impression I got was that of pasta in boiling water. And just as you use boiling water to transform pasta into something edible, you could say fruit. Uh, God wants to turn up the temperature at Anthem Camarillo. So we will be able to produce this fruit. Uh, currently, we are a hot church. We have strong community groups, preach the word accurately, and do some outreach activities, but we are not yet boiling. Uh, God sees our heart and wants us to partner with wants to partner with us to grow us and catch us on fire so we can produce the fruit he has called us to. Yeah, so uh, that's the end of his second picture. And we as an elder team feel this is in line with what God is calling us to, um, which is growing our out muscle. Um, and the first step towards the out is prayer and fasting. Um, we often want to do things, uh, we often want to do things, uh, but most revivals start with prayer and fasting. Uh, and the little thing, it's just the little things that people don't see. And we need to be a people that pray, are looking for opportunities to bless our community, and take advantage of those opportunities that we see. Um, so, yeah. All right. I'm going to hand it off to Kev. Stay here. Um, so, in order to... In this, in this outward muscle, in this space, we are wanting to grow this outward muscle, right? And uh, it's something we need help growing. And just like Brian was saying with their daughter, Natalie, if she's not eating vegetables, it doesn't mean we just give her everything else she wants, but we actually have to start eating vegetables. Uh, likewise, for us, if we want to grow on our out, we just don't want to say, hey, we need to engage with people outside the church better. We actually need to take some steps in moving toward that. And so... Um, we have a unique plan, something that we also have never done before, uh, but that we as an elder team believe God is calling us toward. There are four fifth Sundays uh, coming up this year. And this year, we believe that one of the ways in which we can intentionally grow this outward muscle this year is to take these four fifth Sundays and make them ones where we actually bless and serve our city. And so rather than gathering like we normally would on a Sunday morning, instead we are going to be released into our city to engage on purpose. And I'm going to have Alex share with this first one coming up um, on March 29th is going to be all about. Right on. So our first fifth Sunday on March 29th, we are going to have a prayer tour of Camarillo. Um, we're really excited about this. Um, as we, prayer tour, right. Prayer tour. Um, well, we're going to meet at the boys and girls club, right? We're going to meet here. We're going to do some worship. We're going to pray together. We're going to split into teams. And then we are going to go to strategic locations throughout Camarillo. And we're going to walk the city of Camarillo praying. Um, we're going to pray for Camarillo and, um, Yeah. It's going to be really awesome. I'm really excited. Um, we're going to do that for a while. And then f after about like an hour or two, we're going to meet at the Bocox house for lunch. And um, we will spend some more time praying, worshiping, and um, it'll, it's going to be great. Um, just, you know, as I said earlier, um, we want to, the, the beginning to the out is prayer, right? 
And we want to be dependent on the Lord and his strength and not on our own. So when we look at the city of Camarillo and we're like, okay, how can we reach Camarillo? We're not, we're not going to get, you know, all right, let's get, the, let's get very strategic here. We, we can get strategic, but we want the Lord's strategy, yeah. not our own. Uh, and so we need to seek him first, and that is, this is the first step. This is the launching pad for the out. Amen. That's so. great. Thanks, Alex. And I want to uh, emphasize with that is that this isn't just something for adults to do. We're, we're going to do it in such a way also where uh, kids can participate, uh, where we do this as families. And um, in all of these Sundays, if, if, if you are here and you're like, oh, man, that really doesn't sound great to me, uh, I would beg to, um, my guess would be that actually, then that's exactly what you need to be doing. This is, these fifth Sundays are something, again, if you're calling Anthem your home, we do believe as an elder team, this is the direction the Lord's taking us. So we want to make sure that you guys fight to make sure that these are rocks in your schedule. And I'm going to share with you what the rest of the fifth Sundays were going to look like. And so... The first one's a prayer tour. We're starting with prayer, and Alex did a great job casting vision for that. The second one that we are going to be doing is going to be pretty highly organized, meaning we are, as a church leadership, we are going to help identify with some of you uh, places in which we can serve and bless the city of Camarillo. Uh, the third fifth Sunday in August is going to be different. So that, first, that second one where we go out together is going to be highly organized, and we're going to get out, and we are going to be going into the city and blessing them in various capacities. But the third one is going to be a little bit different. This is going to be one where we are actually going to be releasing you on the personal side. Because yes, we want to grow corporately in our out, but we also know we have to grow personally in our out as well. It's not just about our church going and doing, but it's also about us as followers of Jesus in the spheres of influence that we have stepping out into this out space. And so the third, fifth Sunday will consist of you being released to invite people into your home or pull a Jesus and Zacchaeus moment where you say, hey, get down from that tree. I've got to come to your house today. Uh, this is about you engaging with those who are far from God and taking opportunity to have a brunch, uh, taking opportunity to get into somebody else's house, potentially getting the opportunity maybe to serve some of your neighbors on your street but we will talk more and more about this as they get closer. And the final fifth Sunday in November uh, will be established through your community groups, where you as your community groups come together, you guys will make a plan, and you guys will actually, actually engage outwardly together on that Sunday. So, again, we are doing this because we know we need to grow. And like John Wooden says, failure to plan is planning to fail. And so we don't just want to talk about growing our outward muscles. We actually want to press into saying, okay, we're going to start lifting some weights and we're going to start practicing this. And we know that those things aren't enough, but those are a place to start. The other space that we want to press into is for those of you who, when we talk about growing outward, your heart just leaps. You guys are already in a space where you're like, yes, I'm already there. I'm, I'm at my workplace, and I believe that God has sent me there as a missionary. Or, man, I'm super passionate about this area of investing in our city, whatever that may be. We are also looking forward to this year cultivating a group of influential leaders who are already in a space where they feel like God is moving and stirring the out. And coming alongside of them and not saying, hey, come do the thing that we're doing. But coming alongside of you and saying, hey, how can we release you to engage in the space where you're at? Not where we're saying, hey, come do exactly what we're doing. We're saying, hey, no, God has placed you around a people, around a place. How can we equip 
and release you, not to do it alone, but to also bring others alongside with you to help carry the kingdom of Jesus with you wherever it is that you go. So that is some of the ways in which we are going to be intentionally engaging with our out here in Camarillo. Keely's going to share a little bit about our out that's further than that. Yes, as we've talked this morning, you've heard a lot about how to engage in our city, uh, ideas we have for that. And so I want to share with you, like Kevin said, kind of how we are lifting our eyes to the nations and uh, thinking about our out globally. So something that uh, we realized as we were growing as a church was that we really needed help doing this. We needed to uh, get some insight and some help from others of how to lift our eyes and see what's going on globally and how we can be uh, intentional spreading the gospel national or internationally internationally uh and so through prayer and don't don't i think it moves it on here maybe (laughs) sorry uh so through prayer relationships and a lot of conversations we are now a part of a group called the genesis collective and this group is a group of leaders and pastors who have this passion to see the gospel reach the nations through, um, especially through local churches. So it's a, a group that um, provides opportunities and avenues for us to go different places around the world and strengthen, raise up leaders, uh, encourage pastors, plant new churches, send people out short term or long term and just be investing in people uh, across the world and also um, just even seeing some of that kind of blessing even reach us here in Camarillo too. So uh, the Genesis Collective is just one of these avenues that we have for uh, stretching our out muscle into the nations. Uh, It sometimes can sound like the Genesis Collective is kind of in the background. Maybe you've heard it. Maybe you've never heard us talk about it. Uh, I just wanted to bring to light some of the ways that we are very connected with the Genesis Collective, and one of those is Terry Fouché. He taught a couple weeks ago. He was also here for the whole month of July teaching while we were on our sabbatical, and that relationship was formed through the Genesis Collective. Also, Keith and Michelle Gatskill, they're from London. They were here in October and taught. Uh, Me and Kevin also met with them while we were on our sabbatical, and they really poured into us during that time. If you were with us at Celebrate Generosity, there was also Chris and Meryl Vinand and Rob and Linda Hutton, who are from Dubai. They're a part of Genesis Collective. So this is already how this group has people already working uh, in the nations and just relationships and connections there. And... Last thing with that, Nicole Radin went to Greece twice last year. That was uh, through doors that had been opened with the Genesis Collective. And Nicole is actually leading two trips back to Greece this year. So it's just exciting to see how that came from relationship and open doors there. And now she gets to lead and take more people into the nations. Uh, The Genesis Collective is just one avenue we have in uh, looking out and beyond Camarillo. Uh, Some other ways that we are involved globally is with Nicole, like I said, going to Greece twice this year, and then also Tim and Lori Donahue. Uh, They lead a trip to Ukraine in the summertime, and then later in the year, they do a medical mission trip. And then we also have Scott and Alexis, who are in Laos. So those are just some of the ways that we are looking out and reaching um, beyond Camarillo and beyond our neighborhoods and our, our own backyards. 
So all these trips that I mentioned too, and there's even more opportunities, they are open for anybody to join. So connect with the Donahues or with Nicole or ask any of us if there's any other opportunities already on the calendar uh, to go into the nations. And now we are going to move on. Greg and Kathleen Bocock are gonna take us into celebrating and remembering 2019. Um, so celebrating and remembering 2019, one of the really neat things that we got to do this year through our app was ask you guys um, what some of the greens and yellows were that you saw personally uh, within um, our church over the last year. And so we want to thank those of you who took the time, thought about it. Oh, green and yellow. What are green and yellows? <laughs> thank you. Um, <clears throat> green is something that you're saying, this is awesome. We see this as a strength in our church. Um, let's continue to press into this. We want to encourage this. We want to see more of this. Um, a yellow might be something that's kind of like, hey, um, you know, this is a little bit hard to understand. What are some of the reasons that we do this? Um, maybe some cautions and then we didn't ask for reds because red would be heresy. And if you guys actually saw something that you felt was heresy, we hope that you would have come up right away. Right. Kevin, <laughs> Greg, what's going on? Um, not save it till the end of the year. So, um, <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, so we want to thank you guys. I think one of the things that was um, neat was to be able to use the app to get that information from you guys. That was super encouraging. It was really neat to see that the yellows came in were things that we were already praying over and had already recognized either because you had brought it up or someone had brought it up through the year um, or was something that the Lord had been laying on our heart. But the other thing that was kind of funny was we didn't receive a lot. Um, I think we had like four people maybe. Um, but one of the things that I thought was kind of neat was that you guys feel that you can come throughout the year and share those greens and yellows with us. So um, we want to thank you guys for that. And it's not too late if you happen to want to get on the app and share your greens and yellows mm -hmm. after our gathering today. We didn't shut it down. Yeah, so you guys are welcome up, so to get on there. We're still going to check it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing that we wanted to talk about was um, Kevin had talked about, or Brian had actually talked about, one of the things in our um, beliefs here at Anthem from the Bible is that we are to be a reproducing church. And one of the ways that we have been really involved in this last year with the reproducing church is um, two very specific ways. We have Anthem Ventura. Um, We've been really involved with helping them develop their first elder team. So they have just installed their first elders this year, which is super exciting for Bert and Sherry to have that team to carry the weight, to help the church grow, to help shepherd them. Um, and that was really neat to be able to participate with them in that they came to some of our elder meetings, Bert and Sherry did, and we got to pour into them as they also got to pour into us, especially while Keely and um, Kevin were gone. And then also we have Anthem Denver. Um, I, if you guys don't know about Anthem Denver, it's so exciting. Josh Lewis, um, who's been a part of a lot of our lives for a lot of years and was at Anthem Thousand Oaks, we got to really help pour into launching Anthem Denver, um, seeing their team grow, see them go from just starting in their home to having a place where they meet um, and helping with that. There was a prayer tour that everyone got to go to and pray through Denver um, and just really support them. So in the reproducing church part of things, it's been really neat to be a part of that um, through seeing Anthem Ventura and Anthem Denver. 
Absolutely. So as we look back again on our year, we got to go through 1 Corinthians, which as a book was pretty much a, a reflection of even where the, the church is today, not just our church, but the church. I mean, they were dealing with marriage problems, divorce problems, um, dealing with how to people who choose to be celibate, what to do with that, specific diets, idolatry, eating food from idols, um, even things about your, your worship in church, what does that look like and how it may be offensive to some people and not to others. The order in the which you worship in, in your gatherings was, was addressed. And even, even uh, questions about spiritual gifts and their relevance. And even how, what does the resurrection look like um, in a church today? What, how do we live our life in, in regards to the resurrection? So it was great to walk through that as a church. And as we ended up, I mean, the, back to the up, in, and the out, like, the underlying theme through that whole book was love. If you're, if you're missing love, you're missing the point completely. So to have the absence of love through our up, in, and out, we're, we're missing the point completely. So we love to wrap that up through this year. And another thing through, that happened this year is we got to grow the Camarillo team here. It was great to have, <coughs> excuse me, Nicole come on as our, as our kids lead, which was great. She's a great addition. Oh, she's not. She's helping out with kids. Look at that. Uh, Austin Borders. I saw, I saw him come in there. Great to have you, Austin, with helping out with our student ministries. <clears throat> and not last but not least, uh, bringing the Andersons on, bringing on Eric as our, as our pastor apprentice. So as I say the word pastor apprentice, that may be confusing to some of you. You know, we're hiring somebody to come work at our church. He's a pastor. We're calling him pastor apprentice. Some of the main reasons why we're doing that, we have a process called the eldership development process. We believe scriptural, scripturally that to be a pastor is to be an elder, is to be a shepherd. And how do you shepherd a flock that you do not know? So if we bring someone from the outside who hasn't lived in our community, we can't necessarily say he's a shepherd if he doesn't know you. So he, like a few other you, maybe going will be going through the the eldership development process this year. And at the end of that time, if everything goes according to plan, he will become a pastor elder. But that being said, I'd love to bring up Eric and Karis and maybe some littles that are with them. And uh, they're going to share a little bit about their heart and kind of what they're excited for as they move as to be a part of our community. All right, Eric. For those who haven't met all of us yet, they're all here, so I'll just introduce them. Um, this is my wife, Karis. She'll say hi in a second. Sven in the purple. Bjorn, give him a wave. Bjorn. No. And then Elsie is in her Elsa dress. And Axel is, I think, sleeping. Um, but we are so grateful to be here and so grateful to be casting our lot with this body and jumping in with you all and excited to get to work alongside this great team uh, and serve you all. It's been super encouraging for me even this morning just sitting and listening about the vision and, and the hopes for the future. Uh, when, they, when we started this conversation and we kind of went through some formal interview stuff this fall, what I shared with the elders was, you know, the, the two passages of Scripture that really have shaped and formed my understanding of, of what the church should be and what a calling of a pastor should be are Psalm 127 and Ephesians 4. And I got to hear echoes of both those passages this morning as we're talking about. Psalm 127 says, unless the Lord builds the house, 
Those who labor, labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. It is in vain that you rise up early and stay awake late, eating the bread of anxious toil, for the Lord gives to his beloved sleep. And just hearing about their desire to to depend wholly on God and, and wanting to do this prayer tour, wanting to say, hey, in these efforts that we're going to make, we want to lean into what God is doing. It just encourages me because I think, yes, absolutely. Unless God is a part of it, what are we doing? We're, we're building a club, you know. There's no eternal impact, no lasting impact, no real transformational impact in people's lives unless God is at work. But then also thinking about hurry, thinking about how many of us eat the bread of anxious toil. We stay awake late. We get up early and we do a lot of this on our phone, even staying up late. Uh, and, and God gives to his beloved sleep. When we are trusting in him, when we are depending on him, we can rest, truly rest. And hearing their longing for that for all of you, for us together as a community is just so exciting. But in the second passage, Ephesians 4, uh, Terry uh, Fouché led us through this a couple weeks ago. And again, I was so encouraged, uh, but especially the latter half of the passage, I wanted to just circle back and, and just kind of put before you again to get you to think about, because this is my heart for the church, but he, Terry, when he was teaching, he, he started off verse 11, he said, and he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, and Terry did such a good job of, of working through each of those gifts and the importance of the gifts to the church, but the second half of the passage, to equip the saints for the work of ministry. That these people aren't given to the church to do the ministry for the church. They're not, you know, church plumbers that you hire to do the job for you. No, 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 no. They are brought into the church to equip the body to be the church, to do the works of ministry. And that together as a community, we're being called into these areas that the elders have laid out for us. I'm, I'm so excited for these efforts because this is what we are to do together. Not have be done on our behalf. We don't just show up and watch and get to be consumers. But no, 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 we are called into a family, into a community to live out this calling together. And so Ephesians 4 goes on. It says, to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ, until we all attain to the unity of faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood. This is so good. To the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped, when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. And the hope is not just to gather more people into our club, the hope is that together we are growing up. And one result of growing up, hopefully, is that parts of us are, are being exercised on the out and that more people will come because more people are coming to know Jesus. More people are coming to know the truth. More people are coming to know the love of Christ. And the body grows not just both, both you know, numerically, but also in, in our hearts and in our likeness to Jesus. And so I'm just excited to jump in uh, with you all, excited to be able to, to join uh, this team and get to see God do his work among us and in the city of Camarillo, and we're just so grateful. Um, I just jabbered. Karis is going to walk out. She was going to say things, but kids. So uh, thank you for letting us be a part of you. We're excited for what God has in store. Uh, also, 
very, very quickly, you guys have been praying. They found a place. Uh, God has been really faithful to provide. So we're really thankful. Uh, they got both a rental and a home. So uh, they are in the process of escrow closing. So that's really, really exciting. So, yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Alex, I think it's you and Tiff again. Uh, yeah, so just looking back um, again at the past year and celebrating, we want to celebrate um, some things in community life. We actually, um, the Jerry and Desiree Bailey have opened up their home to host our community group, actually, which is a big celebration because we were nomads for a while. So uh, we're really thankful for that. Also recently, uh, Kaylin Tabor and Carlos and Lauren Amaro um, were sent out from this Bailey's group and um, are now have started their own community group, which is another huge thing to celebrate. And um, coming up pretty soon, the Yees and the Andersons are going to be starting another community group. So a lot to celebrate, a lot of exciting things. If you're not involved in a community group, we highly encourage you to join one. Yeah, right on. All right, this summer, uh, community groups are going to be officially taking a purposeful pause this summer. Um, for I'm sure many of you know, the, f the rhythm and flow in Camarillo changes a lot during the summer. There's actually a lot of public events, like there are multiple concerts, like I think two a week actually during the summer. Uh, and most of, a lot of Camarillo is there. And it's just, these are communal spaces where non-Christians are there, you know? And we can, we can be there, we can, um, we can have influence, we can build relationships. Um, and so we are, we are slowing down, we're taking a purposeful pause on community groups so that we can be purposeful in building relationships with people who don't know Jesus. Uh, it's a big part of what it means to be a Christian. And um, we're really excited about this summer um, and just uh, pouring into Camarillo. It's another, uh, it's another way that we can f work our out muscle. Um, so yeah, we're really excited for this summer. Um, to do. Oh, yes. Um, this summer, we also recognize a need to press and grow in specific areas as an entire church. Uh, these, we're going to be, um, sorry, so these topics are so important and a part of our 2020 vision from the elder team that it makes sense for us to do it as a church together. Uh, so we want, oh, gosh. So we want to set aside some time in the summer to intentionally engage in what we're calling summer sessions. <laughs> uh, topics will be shared as we get closer to summer, um, but we're really excited about these summer sessions. These are things that we want to press in together as a church. These are um, really important uh, areas of just that we want to grow in as a church. Um, so, yeah, we're really excited for that. The pause will begin after Memorial Day camp out, okay? And then community groups will kick back off after the week of Labor Day. On the week of Labor Day. <laughs> right on. Perfect. All right, we're about to kind of take the downhill wind down as we wrap up and start looking at the other things that we have to celebrate in 2019. One of those is how God has grown us in our faithfulness in giving. 
Um, this is the financial part of the talk you know, that everyone looks forward to every year. You know, how are we doing on our numbers? Um, in case you didn't know, you could actually get that on our app. It's at the bottom of the weekly every week. There's nothing secret about our finances as a church. And we invite you to join us as we trust God with those finances together. But there's a couple of details for those of you who are curious. Our planned budget for 2020, sounds weird to say that still, but 2020 is about 360000 um, a lot of this is made up um, of our salaries for our staff. We don't own this building. We rent this building. And so if you compare, you know, last year to this year, for those of you guys who are really astute with numbers, there's a slight growth because last year we actually had budgeted to bring on a staff pastor for a part of the year. But as you know, we've now invited the Andersons on board starting this year. And so the number doesn't look like it's a huge bump. I don't want anyone to really think, oh, my gosh, they're only paying Eric and Karis 20000 That's not the case. Um, we, we worked with them, to, and, and it's been a blessing to work through budgets with them together, see what we need to bring in here so that they're not um, living on every penny, if you will. Um, but that's you know, roughly where the numbers are at. When we look at what does that mean for us as a church, the number that we um, are looking at on a monthly basis from giving is $31,000 a month. And by and large, we have been able to meet or exceed that for a large part of 2019. And that allowed us to come into 2020 with a savings of about $71,000, which if giving were to fall, and it does sometimes, it's lumpy, as they say, goes up and down. In the past, we've had on average $25,000 a month, which would be below that. And if that were to for some reason happen, which we don't think it would, we would still be able to go an entire year without running out of uh, money in the bank, which is encouraging for us. We believe, as we've been talking this morning, as God challenges us in our up and our in and our out, that it's not just going to increase the number of people that are giving, but it's going to increase the number of people who know Jesus, who are experiencing his transforming love, who are being obedient in the calling on their lives to serve one another, to tell Jesus about the world. And as we faithfully give what has been given to us, that those numbers will be there. And so, like I said, there's no secrets in our numbers. We encourage you, if you have questions, to reach out to us. If you jump over to the next slide, that shows how giving has grown over the years. Um, and then... Really quickly, if you're asking, how do you give? You know, it's, we don't pass a plate out around here every week. There is a box in the back if you like to cut a check or drop cash in a box. That's back there. But we also are allowed to give through the app. Um, is that thing going to work? Let's see. The video is always a little bit risky. But if you go into the app, we're just going to go to the screenshots. You can click on the bottom. There is a link that says giving, and it allows you to pay and schedule something online or pay, give online. Uh, and then, as I said, at the bottom, that was terrible. Cut that out of the recording. If you go to the weekly, which is also on the homepage of the app, and scroll to the bottom, every month we update how much um, we've given together, what our actual expenses were, and where we are at for the year. And so we encourage you, you know, plug into that, ask questions if you have any. I mean, we're excited. Um, last but not least, since we're in the app, there's also the CBR that Kevin mentioned. It's on the homepage. We're plugging the app, not just because this is our app, but because there are a lot of resources here that we, are, we believe are important for you to stay plugged into. And so I encourage you, download that if you haven't. Not right now. On your way home. Um, and last but not least, celebrate generosity. You guys hear us talk about this often. This is not a part of that budget that you saw. That is not a part of the 370. Once a year for a week, everything that comes in across the Anthem Family Churches gets given out 100%. And this past year, nearly $200,000 was given away to local generosity, to church plants, and to global um, initiatives. And so we're excited about what God is doing as we faithfully trust him um, with what he has given to us. And we're excited um, to go on this journey with you guys. Do you want to tee up this next section or should I just jump right into it? And why don't you come up? 
So as we wrap up, um, Emily and I wanted to share something um, with you, our church family. Um, we've made the tough decision um, over the past few weeks um, to step out of eldership. Um, this has been something that has been weighing on us. Um, we don't know for how long it'll be. Um, we don't know when or if, um, but uh, we know that at least for now, there are two areas that we can't ignore focusing on. One, our marriage, but two, also our coworkers. I mean, for those reasons, we feel that right now is an appropriate time for us to be taking that pause. For you, those of you who have gotten to know Emily and I over the years, you know that we are possibly the absolute worst at saying no to things. <laughs> um, after getting married in 2014, um, Emily started grad school at UCLA. We live in Camp Real with the rest of us here. Um, and after work, she was driving to UCLA, spending hours with classmates, which amazing relationships were formed there. But then coming back home, um, getting a nap, not sleep, getting a nap, and then going into work next month. That was for three years um, right after we got married. Um, we don't think that was a mistake. We, we love the relationships that were built there. Um, but in that period, we also got pregnant. Um, a lot of you have met that little firecracker of a girl that runs around with a backpack right after this, chasing the donuts, Natalie. She's two now. Um, but um, for those of you who are new and weren't with us at the time, um, that was a very complicated pregnancy. Um, in fact, as Emily was walking across the graduation floor um, at UCLA, she was pregnant with Natalie. Um, but what we didn't know is that a few weeks later, we found out from the doctors um, that there were a lot of complications with our pregnancy. Um, a lot of, there was a lot of fear, uncertainty, and that led to about a three-month period of us being in and out of the hospital. So many of you guys were praying for us, with us, visiting us. And um, as we were worshiping this morning, actually, Casey didn't plan this. I don't think she did, at least. But um, we were singing King, King of My Heart. And I remember while Emily was at home on bed rest one day, we were singing that song, Rick and Yoli. Uh, ironically, I was sitting next to him today, and God reminded me of this time where we were singing that song and just the thoughts of everything that was going on in our family's life at that moment just flooded my heart, my mind, and Rick and Yoli prayed for me that day. And as we were singing that song, and our, our, our desire and the reason why we, we feel that God is taking us um, and asking us to take a pause for now is because we want our friends, our neighbors, our family, our coworkers to know that transforming love of Jesus, that, that, that community of people that are willing and desiring to bear one another's burdens. We, we don't want that just for us in this room. We want that for everyone. And so that was just one thing. Um, you know, on top of that, we were also going through elder development at that time. And, and just before welcoming Natalie into the world, um, we were installed as elders. And there, there was, there's been so many things that we are thankful for, um, but when we look back on these last five years, uh, we, we describe it as a sprint. And it's funny that we're talking about busyness. Um, and, and sometimes the things that I think the Lord calls us to prune are sometimes the things that we actually enjoy quite a bit. And being a part of this team, um, being able to walk alongside you and, and, and care for and encourage you in, in the way that we've been called to these past three years has been an absolute, absolute joy. But we've, we find ourselves, after now welcoming a second child, which, where is she, by the way? Oh, <laughs> I was like, oh, no. <laughs> after welcoming our, our second child into this world, we, 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 we find ourselves um, out of gas. And I know for myself, I've been in a place of burnout um, many times in my life, and I, I know that I'm in that space now. And I th we believe that it is wise to take that pause. Um, I've, I've seen that begin to affect our marriage um, specifically in this space of communication. Um, and things are not falling apart, um, but we know that we cannot continue on this trajectory. 
Um, and we believe that if God is calling us in our own personal lives to press into the out, um, we want to be faithful to that. We want to make space for that. And, and what does that outlook like for us? Um, some of you know, Emily and I both work at Amgen together. We actually met at Amgen. Um, Emily came to know Christ at Amgen. Um, and, and we want more of those stories. Um, it, it was so amazing over, over the course of the past decade plus that we've been there to see our coworkers become more than just people we work alongside, um, but become our, our close friends. Um, and to know that the doors to their homes are open to us, that the tables um, where their families share meals have a seat that is, is ready for us. And we, we've seen over the past few years is that we've been missing opportunities. Um, once again, this doesn't mean that we believe that the last three years have been a mistake. We don't regret it one bit. We believe it was purposeful and intentional for that period of time. But we know that right now, this season in our life, as a family that we are being called to press into there even more. And so we want to be running through those doors that are open. We want our daughters to be confused one day if mom and dad and Natalie and Clara aren't at the dinner table of their coworkers on a regular basis. We want that to be a strange thing for them. And so those are some practical things that we are about to begin practicing now. We've tried to strike that healthy balance um, and we know that we have to let go of something great, knowing that God is faithful, he has been faithful, and he'll continue to raise up uh, elders to serve this church that we have been so, um, so filled and encouraged by. Um, we look forward um, to now continuing that journey in, in a little bit of a different way. And so we're, we're continuing to stay on with the team through this month, transitioning things, but we're excited about what, what's next for our family and what's next for this family? Um, just looking at it from a little bit of a different angle. So I'm gonna let Em share a couple of things and then we're gonna wrap it. Okay. At first I wasn't gonna share anything today, um, but I, Kevin and also the Lord had put on my heart <laughs> that it would be good to share. Um, so as Brian has shared with you all about how the Lord has specifically shown um, to our family how he, he wants us to eliminate hurry um, in our year so that we have room and margin to practice our out muscle in 2020. Um, we also just wanted to take a few minutes to reflect on how thankful we are that we got to walk through uh, 1 Corinthians in 2019 as a church. Um, and for us specifically to be reminded of how God has equipped um, every single one of us uh, in this room with gifts to bless the church and be the church. Um, and this reminder um, is just really amazing given that we are stepping out of eldership uh, for this season because it just reminds us that the Lord um, makes no mistake um, in having us take this pause um, and that the Lord always provides the right team um, in every season. So given that we are stepping down, we get to say a few words to the team that God has put in place in 2020. Um, first, I just wanna say, oh, okay, I'm probably gonna cry. Um, <laughs> But just to the staff, um, Casey, Alex, Nicole, Rachel, Austin, Eric, and Karis, we always knew that the Lord provides. And we are thankful for just this past year of being able to witness um, how he's provided um, all these different gifting and strengths. Um, and we've gotten to witness that on a more personal level with just the Bailey step being out of sabbatical. We just really appreciate um, the more extended time that we've gotten to share with the staff. And we just wanna share with you guys too how amazing they are. Um, 
you don't always see them up on stage, but they are working, you know, week in and out um, to make sure that everything from a Sunday perspective and also throughout the week uh, goes off without a hitch. And they just really love you guys so much. Um, and we've had a great time just getting to know them on a personal level. Um, and so we're really excited for how um, God is going to be using that team um, in 2020. Um, also for the elder team, um, I'm, there's so much that I want to say, but the Lord has placed um, just two words um, on my heart about each of the families that I wanted to share with you guys because not all of you guys have had as much time to spend with them as we've had. Um, but I just want to share this with you just so you get a, a bit of a picture of this really diverse group that um, God has put in place. So for uh, Greg and Kathleen, I think with the word faithfulness and joy. For Alex and Tiffany, I th when I think of them, I think of prayer and humility. And then with Kevin and Keely, I think of leadership and heart. Um, and that's just an amazing team that the Lord has placed um, to be able to serve and le lead you guys. Um, it's just been an amazing three years and so cool to see how so many different people could come together. Um, and so I just want to thank this team for their leadership and for also being our family, too. Um, and last but not least, um, the most important part of the 2020 team that God has put in place is you guys, the church body. Um, we just want to thank this church um, for your fellowship, um, for your prayers, um, especially as Brian was saying, during the time with Natalie, we really felt this church just carry us and say prayers even when we didn't feel like we had the strength to do that. Um, so we just thank you guys so much. We've also seen through the Bailey sabbatical all these amazing giftings that our church body has. Um, and we saw this both on Sundays and throughout the week. And so we just want to encourage everyone here to continue to pray how God wants for you guys personally to eliminate hurry in your life um, so that you are ready and available to further the kingdom of God inside and outside of the walls of this church building um, in 2020. So that's just a little bit of what we wanted to share. Thanks, Em. Well, this, of course, is exactly how we want to end our family meeting. Uh, uh, we are so in support of the ease in this decision, just to be explicitly clear, because we have a tendency in a day of scandal to assume negative. There's no disqualification. This is honestly, this is a proactive move, and um, we are so thankful for Brian and Emily and the, the, everything they bring to the table. Emily's like one of the few people that could match my feeling uh, things. Um, Sorry, that I'm a feeler. I don't know. That probably sounded weird. And um, Brian, <laughs> Brian, Brian doesn't know how to say no. Um, and you guys have no idea the amount of hours, honestly, that Brian has put in over the last three years. Like this, and it's amazing. He has a huge heart to serve Jesus, but we are thrilled for them as a family. And we do trust that the Lord's going to continue to provide. Uh, but like we do here, we want to honor them, and we also want to take a moment to pray over them in this next season. We are running a little bit late. Uh, shocker. Um, 
but we're not gonna we're not gonna skimp out on praying over the yeast. Uh, so I'm gonna invite uh, a handful of you guys, as many as you want, uh, can come on forward. We're gonna lay hands on them, pray over them. Uh, invite you to come on up if you'd like to do that. If you're gonna pray, keep them short, uh, so you're not a prayer hog. Um, <coughs> I'm talking to myself. Come on in. You guys can get in front of them. That's good. King Jesus, we are so thankful for who you are and what you're doing. God, thank you for my friends. Thank you for the shepherd's heart that you've given them. Thank you for the courage that you gave them to say yes to a pretty audacious call. And thank you for giving them the courage to step out and pause when the time was necessary. Amen. Well, thank you guys uh, for praying with us. Thank you, Yees, for being so open and vulnerable with us. Uh, if you want to come give them a hug in a moment, you're more than welcome to as we close down our time. I'll take that. Thank you. Don't steal my stuff. <laughs> you're leaving the team. You're taking my stuff. What's happening? Uh you're going to notice we're not going to go through it. There is a slide available. You guys can take a picture of it. It'll be up on the app that has a calendar of the, the main dates that are coming out. Um, we want to make sure that you guys have that and have it available. There will also be reflections that are on the app right now from all of our staff. They look back at 2019 as they look forward to 2020. Also, just want to give you guys the peace of mind where we're headed. Uh, Teaching-wise, we're going to be starting Daniel in a couple weeks. Uh, we'll be in First Peter this year. We're going to be going through Proverbs. And also, the next four weeks, we're going to be doing a really important series on the Bible. Uh, so we're going to be looking at um, what the Bible is. And it's not, uh, I promise you, it's not just informational uh, transfer stuff. This is going to be really important for us as we dive in uh, to what we believe about the Word of God, how to engage with the Word of God, especially what Jesus has to say about the Word of God. So all of that is coming forward. I'm going to pray over us, and then um, I'm going to invite us to stand as we sing the doxology together. Actually, would you stand with us now as we get ready to close? I think, do we have the, are the lyrics on the screen? Perfect. We're going to have them on the screen. Lord, we come to you and we submit this vision to you. God, we ask that you would continue to stir, continue to move. God, we pray that you would be aligning our hearts together with you. Father, we are so thankful for this family that you're building. Uh, we give you 2020, God. Would you have your way with us? We love you, King Jesus. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.